Welcome to the Voice of Two Legends. Today is May 8th. We're bringing you our 15th episode. Uh, we're going to do a couple of current sports updates and then get into UFC 249. As always, new episodes will be out each week. Be sure to subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, rate us five stars, and hit that follow button if you're listening on Spotify. We're on Facebook at Mostly Sober Thoughts, Twitter at Mostly Sober Thoughts Pod, and Instagram and Mostly Sober Thoughts Podcast. And please enjoy this episode. So, Michael. Yep. First off, uh, you drinking anything right now? Mm, got me a little natty light. There we go. I got me a couple Jaeger bombs I, I lined up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you want to get into some sports updates, I hear. Uh, actually, with this being the, f- the 15th episode of this podcast, I've got an idea that uh, came to mind just the other day. And I we're going to talk about who in the sports world was the best athlete to wear number 15. Um, so I'm going to, I did a little research on it and I'm going to give you some names. Okay. Okay. Of some people. Um, and uh, we're going to, you know, pick who you think is who you think and who I think is the best. Uh, the first one is going to be a uh, kind of a guy that took over the country this year with the mustache uh number 15 of the jacksonville jaguars gardner Minshew, the man the myth the legend the jorts probably still in his rv somewhere in the country he's probably somewhere in like nevada you know maybe in mexico who really knows (laughs) uh next is boston red sox only dustin pedroia oh good one that's a good one in the field fantastic batter as well uh nba's carmelo anthony he wore 15 with uh he wore 15 with the knicks and with the nuggets if i'm not wrong i believe you're right yeah then you have super bowl mvp patrick mahomes he's definitely earned uh earned his right to be in this category yes uh then you have heisman winner ten tebow beast the beast and then the last one i have um which a lot of these are from people in our era um i didn't i excluded the guys that like we didn't like there were guys above the people that i had on the list but like i didn't even know who they were or like they were elected in the hall of fame like before my dad was born so like i was like we're gonna keep those guys off the list 70 years ago yeah (laughs) inducted in the hall of fame in 1962 well (laughs) that's been 63 years so (laughs) the last one is nba legend vince carter so out of those six uh, unless you have someone else on the list that i didn't name that you that wore number 15 who do you think is the most prestigious to wear that number. I think it has to be Vince Carter. And the reason being Vince Carter's kind of the kind of the veteran of the group, so we really know we know how his career ended up. I mean, now he's coaching in the league. I mean, well, he he's not coaching in the league anymore, is he? He's he playing. Wait, what? He's, he was no, on a wait. roster. He was on a roster. Oh wait, he's doing that player coach thing, isn't he? I don't know. I think he's doing that player coach thing. I'm pretty sure. Uh, he he's on the Hawks, if I'm not wrong. Average five points a game this past year, sixty games. He's played over fifteen hundred games. Averaged. He's on the Atlanta Hawks. 
No shit. I, I swear I could have swore he was coaching. Maybe I was thinking. Oh no, I was thinking the Jason Kidd. My dumbass. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> My mistake. Uh, no, nah, but he's a beast, man. I mean, he's a slam dunk competition winner. Am I right? Yeah, right? multiple yep. times. Multiple times. I think I think he's one of those guys that was in like he's he's a first ballot NBA Hall of Famer. He just needs to end his career so they can select him to it. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. I mean, I'm sure that's why I tripped up on it. Is he's been playing for so long that he's played kind of in three eras now or three center three decades because he was drafted in 98 so he played in 99 he played all through the 2000s and all through the 2000 you know to, yeah. through the 10s i guess right yeah. and now he's in the 20s so he's played in four eras now or four decades which is insane he's i right. think when you think of the number 15 right I think you have to think Tebow. I mean, Tebow did things as a college quarterback that, and there are quarterbacks now that are doing it, but like when Tebow was doing it, no other person was doing it like that. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like the promise, you know, when he, when he was at Florida and he had the promise that that team will work harder than any other team in the nation to win the national championship, like his whole, um, his whole demeanor. I read an uh, article about him the other day. I think it's in his book, but it was like the reason he put John three sixteen instead of Philippians on his eye black that one in the national championship. Have you heard that story before? I haven't. So, Tell me about it. Um, he was huge. Like he always put. I think it's Philippians four fourteen. If I'm not wrong, I could be 100% wrong, but that sounds right on his eye black, right? Every game. And, um, of course, Urban Meyer was the coach at Florida when Tebow was there. And um, before the national championship, Tebow went to Urban Meyer. He's like, I think I'm going to put a different quote on my eye black. And he went with John 316, right? Well, the day after the national championship, I think it was somewhere between 50 and 60 million people Googled John 316. Just from seeing it on his eye black during that football game. And like that to me is just like, that's crazy. Like, doesn't matter the dude's good at football or not. Like that alone, that you can have that impact is insane. You know, I uh, I had heard kind of the story, but I never heard it fully explained like that. Uh, you know, I got to say, you're kind of swaying me. And you know me, I'm kind of opinionated and, and pretty headstrong. So that's very impressive. If that many people Google John 316 after he did that, then that's all props. I mean, everyone knows he's just a great guy, great role model. You know, great football player. My only issue with him being number one on the list is the fact that he doesn't have a proven track record in football. He was a Heisman winner. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about how many years did he play in the league? Uh, he was he played professional football for three years. Yeah, and I mean that's less than the average. Well, we're not just saying he's the best at football to wear at 15. I just uh, when I'm I just. I just think when I think of 15, I think of Tebow. And that's just me. I mean, every 
every person that we ask this question to is going to have a different answer because it's based on your region. You know, like who, you know what I mean? Like, like if you yeah. think of 12, right. And you're in new England, you think of, TB you 12. think Tom Brady, but if you're in green Bay, you think Aaron Rodgers. you know what I mean? Very true. Very true. I, I still think that Vince Carter, cause I'm looking at it. From strictly a sports perspective, you're, you're looking at it is who's the best athlete to wear that number, like leg, exactly. the who's going to have the legend of 15. And see, I'm looking yeah. at it is when I think of who's the first person I can name that wore 15. So I, I get I get both sides where we're coming from. But, you know, I, I, I see your point and I think it's right, because if I look at it from. All right, name the first person that yeah. comes to mind whenever you say 15, sports number. 15. Close your eyes and just think, and then first person. I I envision Tim yeah. Tebow. Yes, and you're right. I like this. But I think I, we're going to start doing this more with more popular numbers. Um, yeah. I'm, you know, I think it would be fun to do with guests too because, you know, I think 23 is one of those, like, when you think of 23, who do you think of? I, LeBron, LeBron, but older people are going to say Jordan. And then even like better than that is going to be like 88. Who do you think of? Megatron. Well, no, Megatron was 81. If I'm not wrong. I don't know. This is going to be a fun, like, this is going to be one of those. That's going to be fun to see, you know, as we choose different numbers. Well, there's so many different there's so many different leagues, you know what I mean? Like I, you're going to make me have to do so much research <laughs> on this because I'm terrible with remembering specifics of players. So, I'm going to have to google every single number and be like, "Oh." Be like, "I had no idea this guy wore this number. Like, when did he wear that number?" Yeah. Exactly. So, I I've enjoyed the conversation. I I do think that Vince Carter takes it I would love to see Gardner Minshew eventually being top. I'm just saying, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Gardner Minshew fan just because of. I wish, I wish he played for a better, wish he played for a better team, because I feel like Jacksonville yeah. is tanking, like they are trying to get rid of everyone. I feel like, but yeah. I love the dude. Like I love the you oh. know third string quarterback comes in and just fucking. The comeback kid, Dude, the mustache, the mustaches, the the whole get up, the whole get up was just legendary. He he makes me, and I know this was like literally less than like a year ago, but he makes he takes me back to the college days. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. You know, like like there was times where I was growing out my stash. You know, like it was nowhere near the legendary status of his. But boy, did I want it to be. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I get that. All right, so I think we're done with the 15 talk. Um, you know, props to us though. 15 episodes. That's a it's a milestone, man. I didn't in the beginning I didn't know how far we'd make it and we're, you know, we're farther than we're farther well. than many people thought we would. We should we should uh we should let everyone know we have some news coming up. Uh not completely official yet, but be on the lookout for that Yeah, news. big big okay. update. Um some some huge news coming that's going to kind of change the game of the podcasting. Yep. 
I can't wait to announce it. So uh, hopefully next week we'll be able to announce something. So, Cam, did you hear that NBA locker rooms are opening back up? I did. I did hear this on Friday. Yeah, so three teams are opening up on Friday. You have the Cavs, the Trailblazers, and the Nuggets, which makes sense because they probably need the most work if they're going to (laughs) salvage the NBA season. (laughs) Um, But the – the Rockets. I heard, I heard the Lakers were on that list. Uh, there was two teams that hadn't been announced yet. Um, but there, there were rumors going yeah. around. Uh, the Rockets the are planning on opening up on May 18th um, because of Houston. Houston is releasing their um, restrictions on the the coronavirus stuff. Um, but that's huge. I mean, I I see. If they get all the facilities open up, and it might be something, I know this sounds crazy, but like the New York teams might have to go play somewhere else, whether it's a college or, you know, yeah. somewhere not in New York City. And like it may end up that way in LA too, those, those huge cities. They may have to play in different locations just so that they, you know, don't run the risk of, having that because you know the knicks play madison square garden underneath madison square garden is a subway terminal Mm. so like it's not like madison square gardens just open when the knicks are playing like it's one of the busiest places in new york city so like that's something that they're gonna have to take into consideration when they think about you know how are they going to handle the rest of the NBA season? Or is there going to be a rest of the NBA season? Who knows? One thing I do want to talk about before we uh, kind of move on is, uh, have you seen the memes of LeBron looking like Kimba Slice? Dude, he straight up looks like Kimba Slice right now. I don't, all I'm saying is if I get paid $35 million a year, I'm going to have a barber on speed dial to keep me looking fresh. I'm just saying. like. Well. <laughs> I'll have to post some pictures of it uh, when the episode releases. Because oh him and the do rag, the black do rag with that bushy bearded, he's Kimbo Slice. He's six foot eight, Kimbo Slice. Like I saw, I saw that today, and I just laughed out loud, man. That was too funny. Some other things that happened this week, um, or you know, in the past couple of weeks that um, I wanted to mention is Willie Mays Hayes turned eighty nine this week. That's a Major yeah. League Baseball legend. And he's looking good too, man. Did you see yeah, a picture of him? Getting today? around. I mean, I hope I look that good when yeah. I turn 89. I don't want to be honest, I don't want to live I, to 89. <laughs> that but that's a that's a you topic know, for I, another pod. <laughs> if if I do live to the, be the age of 89, I hope that I look like him because he looks like he could still run faster than I Oh, he could still know? make it around the bases quicker than me. <laughs> oh, I bet you like you know what I would really like to see is Willie Mays race against Billy Hamilton. Oh, that would be a good one. Like, if you could, you know, let's go, you know, theoretically, we always talk about LeBron versus Jordan. Let's talk about a race, theoretically, in their prime. Billy <laughs> Billy Hamilton versus Willie Mays Hayes, man. That would be a race that, like, you know, even, you know, just doing a 40-yard or whatever. Or like, just a or 60. Even, like, yeah, or like around the bases, you know, when you were a kid, you used to do two oh, yeah. bases. One team would run around the other way, and another team would run around the other way. That would be interesting to see them do that because 
I think that they could honestly probably sell out like Yankee Stadium for that. Just for the just for the like, I feel like you know, twelve seconds. <laughs> I think it needs to become part of All Star Weekend, if that makes sense. You know how like like there needs to be a speed aspect because in hockey they've done this where it's like the skills challenge and nba does it where it's the skills challenge like that's one thing that i think baseball could like get into you know that could they could broaden their all-star weekend do uh i don't know a long toss where you stand at home and throw it you throw it out of the park you know what i mean or like standing in center field in a circle, you start in a circle and you've got to hit a target at home or something like that. I think that's something that the MLB could do to broaden all-star weekend, you know, or race or. One thing that I've always thought would be amazing in all-star weekend. And I've had this idea since probably freshman, sophomore year of high school is a home run contest uh, for anyone that wants to enter, but plot twist they don't swing the bat. They're throwing the ball out of the park. So you have the way that I would set it up is, you know, have a, have home plate, you know, obviously be the line and, you know, probably put like some turf down or whatever. So they don't slip, mm-hmm. you know, break an ankle on home plate, but they have to throw to center field between certain yeah. uh, points. So, you know, throw up like a foul, you know, two foul poles and have, you know, person that throws the most every round continues just like the the fucking home run derby i think that would be amazing that would be pretty cool and, and like think think about the cool ways that they could like pimp their home runs it's like you know they have like clayton kershaw pimp his home run yeah like, <laughs> like somehow just bat flip the glove <laughs> i think i think i think there's be- a lot that the major league baseball could do to make all-star weekend cooler or just more i mean it's already pretty good but there's just so much so much potential so let's move over to some nfl news um want to start off by saying rest in peace to dolphins coach don shula uh he died at 90 90 years old um what a life though 90 years old man you know he coached the 17 and 0 1972 Miami Dolphins. That was, uh, you know, and you know me, I'm not a, I, like, I love enjoying, you know, watching football. But as far as like past football, I don't know nearly mm-hmm. as much about football compared to, you know, my baseball knowledge. But uh, I know I talked to my dad a little bit about Don and, uh, you know, he was, he told me, you know, oh, he's a legendary coach. You know, he, he coached, you know, like you said, the 17 0 Dolphins. And, you know, he was just, like a great guy in general. So, you know, I know he's up there, uh, up there in heaven, talking to God, hanging out with God, talking, talking some football. Oh, definitely. He, um, he is still currently the head coach with the most games won. Mm -hmm. So we are, um, I think Belichick is climbing that. Uh, He's like the next uh, closest, but we'll see if he, how long that, that record lasts. So um in other NFL news, you've got Andy Dalton getting dropped um because Big Dick Joe went to the Bengals and he ended up getting picked up by the Cowboys. Yeah. And uh fun fact, I just saw this literally like an hour ago. And uh Andy Dalton texted Dak and said, Hey, I'm not here for your starting position. 
Like, I just want to make that known or something along those lines. Uh, and Dak apparently appreciated that. I'm sure that he was, you know, probably upset that they did. They took Andy Dalton in, but I love Andy Dalton. I think that he did well with Cincinnati. So. I think he did the best with a crappy situation. He did the best he could with the worst odds, if that makes sense. Um, but no, I think there's no there's no competition unless Dak just. I think the only way Andy Dalton has a even chance of starting for that team is if they don't pay Dak because he's still not signed. So that's the only way I think that they, if Dak sits out, I think that's the only way that Andy Dalton. And I honestly think that Andy Dalton's a better quarterback than Cooper Rush, who was was the quarterback for the backup quarterback, but he just this week got cut and got picked up by the New York Giants, who that rejoins him with Jason Garrett up there in New York. Okay. So yeah, I, I personally I think Andy Dalton has starter potential. Uh however, I mean not not compared to Dak. I mean Dak's one of the top three quarterbacks in the league. Uh I mean you got probably Tom Brady and probably Aaron Rodgers above him. But he was electric. I mean, I know you had him in fantasy all last year, and he did very well. Oh, he, so. he won me a lot of games. Let's just say that. <laughs> all right, last NFL news before we talk a couple of other sports. Logan Ryan has determined that he's not returning to the Titans. Um, that's a huge loss to that secondary. Um, he's a good – I mean, he he's going to – he's 31 years old, so it's time for him to go chase that money. I'd love to see yep. him lead that secondary, but the Titans have already kind of replaced him with the draft and free agency. Um, but I hate to see him leave leave Nashville. He was he really engulfed that Nashville grit that that, that team swallowed. Yeah, and uh, one thing that uh, a lot of people are talking about is his foundation that he had uh, in Nashville and how he still wants to continue. Supporting the community, and I know, I mean, Nashville just loves that stuff. They eat it up. I mean, anything that you do good for the community, they're going to pay it back and support you 100%. I know that the Titan fan base is 100% behind Logan Ryan, and they're going to be fans of him no matter who he goes to. No, I feel that. All right, the two more. Um, we're going to go over to the NBA. Well, back to the NBA, I should say. Uh, the NBA has decided to push back the draft and the combine. Uh, to be determined at a later date. Uh, this isn't huge news, um, but it will give those seniors um, that didn't get to participate in the um, NCAA tournament uh, a chance to, you know, go to teams. And, you know, a lot of the NBA drafts, um, through word of mouth of what I've read and what I've heard, a lot of those decisions are made in those you know, those invitation camps, you know what I mean? Where they invite 10 players to try like to practice. And a lot of like, a lot of that is like one-on-one interviews in the, in the um, NFL like that. So, you know, this is only going to help, I think teams pick. And I don't think the NBA can have a draft until they finally decide if the season's over or not. You know what I mean? I think, I honestly think that it's a good move on the NBA. Uh, on the NBA's part and for the future draft picks, because, you know, like you said, they didn't get a chance to show their real skills in the NCAA tournament. 
And that's one of the biggest factors when you look at the draft and who they're going to pick. So I think it's a good, I think it's a good idea to push it back. Uh, one, I mean, number one, you got to think about the safety reasons. I mean, the draft, a lot of people are going to be there. I mean, you can't, even if you did say want to do like an extended draft, I know this was thrown around a while, do an extended draft over like a week or so and have like one player at a time do everything that they needed to do, you know, uh, agilities and whatnot. Uh, but that would just take too long and it's just, it's too much. There's too much going into that. So I think this is a good idea to just push it back, do it as normal at a later date. Yeah, I feel like that's, that's the best way to do it. All right, last sports thing before we get into some talks about the UFC 249. Let's talk about baseball. All right. It's coming back. July 1st. July 1st. That's exciting. And that's not completely confirmed by the MLB, but it is the rumors. Multiple teams have been told uh, to have their teams ready by July 1st. And there's been some date in July, early, or I mean, uh, early June that teams were told that they could re- report to spring training part two to get their team back up and running. I'm excited to see how quick they're going to be able to get. Yeah, I'm there's a lot going on in baseball. Uh, it's weird. Cause they're not going to be able to play the full season. Did you see the new divisions that they were? Yes. And I'm not a huge fan of them, but I, I kind of hate it, but I understand at the same time why they're doing it. And I think that there's also talks of a modified playoff schedule, uh, possibly with less teams in the playoffs, uh, which would make sense if they're going to play less games as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited and worried at the same time for baseball's sake alone, because baseball hasn't been doing well as far as, say, like ticket sales. And I mean, streaming and everything like that uh, hasn't been doing well. But I think that maybe a shorter season since they have, you know, talked in the past about shortening the season. This may be just like what baseball needs to maybe see the response of the community and see if, okay, like they do like the shorter season or, oh, this one. It's going to be a good trial run, I think. Uh, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. A lot's going to be different this season. Than in the past. Yeah. How about, uh, I know I mentioned the tweet to you earlier, but I know it blew up on Twitter a couple of days ago and I couldn't find it. So I'm sure that person deleted it. Uh, <laughs> but this person, baseball insider, I forget the name, tweeted out all 30 teams are going to play home games on opening day. How? And <laughs> exactly. That might be the dumbest thing that As, I've ever seen on Twitter. There's no possible way. For all 30 teams <laughs> play a home game on opening day. There always has to, that's the thing about baseball. There has to be a home team and an away team. And an away team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. This isn't like there's no possible way you could even simulate, you know, like, oh, like, you know, maybe have everyone batting and then go in the field and somehow simulate it. There's no there's possible no, there's, way. There's no technology. Unless you split up, unless you just bring spring training teams where you split up half squads, but that, that just doesn't make yeah, any I mean, sense. That's that defeats unless the purpose. You're going to make like an A team and a B team. And that's how they're going to play all 155 games is they're going to have, yeah. you know, well, the Yankee A team beat the Mets B team. Yeah. 
Yeah, and the the Mets B team will make the playoffs, but the A team will not. (laughs) (laughs) Turn thirty teams into sixty teams and play. You know, I don't know, man. That's. I could be a better baseball insider than whoever, <laughs> whoever tweeted that out. I, I'm surprised that they let the tweet go that far. All right. So, and it blew up like 15,000 likes, like 5,000 retweets. Yeah. Like, you know, there's thousands and thousands of people that saw that, but it's, it's insane. All right. So, Saturday, May 9th, sports are coming back. Originally meant to take place on April 18th at the Berkeley Center in Brooklyn, UFC 49 is coming back at the Star Veterans Memorial Arena in Jacksonville, Florida. I'm excited. I, I know um, this is something that I think is going to be a huge part of our podcast once, once it starts becoming a regular thing, um, breaking down these UFC fights. I'm a I'd like to say I'm a big UFC fan, but I honestly never watched UFC until this summer. And once I got into UFC, like once I started watching, I'm like, dude, this shit's a fucking like, why, why did I never watch it? You know what I mean? Like, uh, um, I used to watch, um, there is a UFC show. It's like top fighter, right? It's like Dana Something White's like top that. fighter. The, the ultimate, ultimate fighter. Uh, the ultimate fighter, I think is or actually the name of it. Uh, where it showed them training and training together against each other. I, that's kind of my extent to knowledge of the UFC, that and the fact that I played the uh, UFC app back in high school and completely dominated. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, I love watching UFC. I don't have a particular, like, you know, fighter that I root for. Uh, I'm always McGregor. We're cheered for him. Oh, well, no, I mean, 100%, I'm a McGregor fan, and I'll root for him in any fight against anyone else. But besides that, I, there's so that's the thing that I love about UFC, too, is there's so many people that I've never heard of, and it's like, okay, like, this is awesome. I get to choose who I want, like, based off of no bias yeah. at all. Like, it, And UFC so is one of those things that, like, one knockout can make you or break you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like you look at the the Mazdaval, right? Like everyone knew that guy was a good fighter, but when he knocked out Ben Arkin in five seconds, he was instantly the number one contender, which he was already yeah. top five. But like to knock out a guy that's undefeated in under five seconds, like that just like, and that's like Impressive. it's just huge. So what we're gonna do, guys, is we're gonna go through the main card on the UFC 249, okay? So we're going to start, Cam, with the Greg Hardy, the Prince of War, mm-hmm. versus Jorgen De Castro. And first of all, I just want to let everyone, I just want to let everyone know, we're going to fuck up these names, okay? Because on this card, there's not very many easy names. So first of all, sorry? I think there's two names. There's two names I can pronounce. I Second of all, <laughs> we're doing our best. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this fight is between a guy that's five and one and a guy that's five and zero. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, in this one, I like Greg Hardy. I, I mean, he's the favorite to win. I like him because of the height, the weight, the reach. I just everything's lining up for him, and in a in a heavyweight match like this, 
it's two go- two dudes that are going to go in there and just try to knock the shit out of each other. It's going to be, uh, you know, they're going to be throwing haymakers, trying to knock each other out the quickest. I agree. Uh, I'm taking Greg Hardy at minus uh, 190. I think that's honestly a steal just by looking at height, weight, reach, and leg uh, reach. He has the advantage in all four categories. Not to mention, I think that his nickname is better than... Oh, 100%. Prince of War. The Prince of War. As As long as he doesn't do something stupid, like where... 80 pounds worth of shit to the in the walkout and he gets tired on the way to the ring. I think he's going to be fine. <laughs> that was so funny when that happened. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I think I take Greg Hardy at minus uh 190. Uh All right. So the next one, he, he, I will say one more thing. I like him even better cuz he kind of looks like Derrick <laughs> Henry. And he's got better tattoos. Let's just throw that out there too. We're talking about yeah, it. Yeah, yep. Big facts. All right. The next <laughs> match on that card is going to be a let's see what weight class is it? it's a featherweight belt it's going to be between okay. jeremy stevens also known as little heathen and calvin qatar um yep. two united states guys um both are pretty experienced i mean uh stevens is 28 and 17 Qatar's 20 and four. I'd like to take the underdog on this one. I think I'm going with Qatar on it. I mean, he's got the height. He doesn't have the reach, but he's got the leg reach. And I mean. I mean, he kind of has the reach. He has an inch. Yeah, but. I don't know. I I do agree with you on this one. I'm going to take the underdog, especially at the value he's at, at plus uh, 195. You know, like he's 20 and four, which, you know, that can always be skewed depending on the opponents he was Mm -hmm. facing. But 17 losses versus four losses is what I'm, what's really like coming out to me. I I think I'm going to have to take Jeremy or not Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. You're taking Jeremy on it? Wait, no, no, no. I'm taking Qatar. Calvin. I mean, Calvin. Calvin. Okay. Right. I, I think the 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 thing I actually fucked up those odds. <laughs> He's actually Calvin's at uh minus two fifty. I read that uh real Oh piece. you're good. Uh, I I still take him though. Honestly. Yeah, I'm gonna take the underdog in this one. I think that the deciding factor for me is on the the strikes landed per minute. Qatar's got five point one two, where Jeremy's only got three point oh nine. So I think he if this one goes the distance, which I could see it going the distance as their average fight time for both of them is over 11, over 10 minutes. I think that it's going to come yeah. down to a decision. And I think that in the end, the underdog's going to win that one. You know, I, it's so weird because Calvin's technically the underdog, but uh, Vegas has him at, as the, uh, as the predicted. One. Really? So well, I, in that he's ranked number nine versus number seven. That's kind of interesting. I almost I wouldn't put any money down on this. I'm gonna change change my mind. I'm not taking a winner. However, I will be rooting for cat or for uh yeah. For gotcha. I, I feel like that's a trap. By, by that, I mean that that and that, that's what happens when it's a seven versus nine. It's almost one of those like 
these guys are almost the same. You know, they've had the same amount of fights. They're about the they're all they're always the same weight. It's just going to come down to, you know, who makes a mistake and gets you know glocked one time. Yeah, all right. I agree. The next, the third fight on this card is a heavyweight bout, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna try these names. Let's see. Uh, I'll try one, Cam. You try the next one. I'll try the first one. Uh, Francis. Ganu is my guess on how you pronounce that. Oh God, you gave you gave me the one zero. I did. <laughs> let's 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 hear it. Jarnizho uh, <laughs> Rosenstrucken. That's a, that's about that's, right. I think that's about. Um, it's the it's the the biggie boy versus the predator. I honestly think that the predator is a bigger, better, better nickname than biggie boy. The Biggie Boy makes me laugh, man. Honestly, that doesn't make me scared uh-huh. of you. I, I'd honestly, to me, I'm taking the Predator. So Francis Gan- Ganu, uh, he's at he's he's a favorite anyway at minus two seventy. He's got more weight on him. He's got more reach, almost by six inches. He's got logger leg reach. Uh, this is one of those. It's another heavyweight match. It's gonna be who the fuck knocks out the other person. And to to your point, uh, the predator has more KOs uh, than the big. Yeah, guy. Uh, he's more of a technical knockout guy, which is definitely not what you want whenever you're talking about a heavyweight. No, um, I think this is going to be a short fight. I think it's going to be they're going to just attack each other. I mean, their average fight time both is like seven minutes. I think that they go in and they're going to throw haymakers until one of them doesn't get back up. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say that it's going to be a six minute fight. So they're going to go one round and then one minute. I'm that's a, that's a pretty good guess. All right. The second to last fight before the main event on this card is a championship battle. It's a bantamweight title bout between Henry Cujo I'm gonna say that's that's how you say that. And Dominic Cruz. So you have the messenger versus the dominator, which this is kind of a you know this is a anticipated fight. I mean, you've got Gujo who's got the belt at 15 and two, and then you got Cruz who's 18 yeah. and one. Um, I'm excited to see this fight. I mean, uh, when we were looking at it before, you know. Cujo's got the belt, so he's proven, you know, he's beaten someone that's, you know, pretty good. But Cruz has got the height. He's got the reach. You know, this is going to be one of those that. I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to slam Dominic Cruz at plus 175. Slam it. I I don't I don't think this one ends in a decision. I think I think this there's no knockout or submission in this match right here. I think this one, which it is a championship match, so we're going five rounds. That is something to consider. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this one ends by decision. I don't think that either one of them will knock each other out or will make them submit. I'm going to say slightly different, but kind of similar. I think it goes to the fifth round, and it's going to end with a technical knockout. Uh, I think that Dominic has proven that he can last very long he lasts on average five minutes longer than his opponent 
Plus, he has hide advantage, he has reach advantage, leg reach, and weight are the same. So he has the overall advantage and one less loss, which is important whenever you're talking about two guys that have a similar record. It's exciting. I'm I'm excited to watch that one. Yeah, that would be that's gonna be probably my favorite fight of the night. I All right. think. And the main event of this fight, which was supposed to be Khabib. Um there was actually a couple big name fighters that were supposed to be on this card, but with the whole Corona thing and not being able to fly into the United States and the whole private Island, not being set up yet, um, which we're going to talk about after we talk about this main event fight. Uh, it was supposed to be Khabib versus Ferguson. And this is actually the fifth time, believe it or not, that these two have supposed to fight. Um, and four other times that, um, you know, between both of them, something's happened. I think one of them, Ferguson tripped over a cable at the way in, right, and tore his knee. Yeah, he had partial tears. Um, one of them, Khabib, during his weight cutting training, uh, got sick and got hospitalized. So it's like, you know, this fight has been coming and coming, and it never, never has happened. And but I think it will eventually. But this fight is going to be Tony Ferguson versus Justin Guillete. I think that's right. That, yeah. that, that sounds about right. That sounds, pretty good. that sounds pretty good. I'm impressed, actually, because I would have pictured that. <laughs> uh, but it's, uh, I mean, you got Ferguson, who's 26 and 3, and you got Guillete, who is 21 and 2. Um, same height, same weight, but Ferguson's got six and a half inches on the reach. Um, that to me, I think is going to decide that th- this fight right here. I mean, the dude's got half a foot on him. Yeah. I look at this as a very interesting fight. Cause there's two different, uh, fighting styles. Uh, Giete is going to go more for the knockout first. And going to go more for the submission. Uh, I personally, there's two different ways that I would bet this. If I was betting the whole card, which I'm not. I would hedge my bets with Tony Ferguson at minus 185. However, since I'm not betting the whole card, I'm going to go with uh, Giete, the highlight. Badass nickname, I think. I think that he can last longer than his average fight time. And I don't think that Ferguson can take those heavy punches from him. So here's a statistic that kind of is playing into my choice. Um, Giete lands 8.5 punches a minute, but he absorbs 10 punches a minute. So, you know, their their two fighting styles almost are kind of different. Like Giete is going to get in there and he's going to he's going to take punches, but he's going to give punches. He's going to jab you where Ferguson's going to wait and he's going to hit those power punches. And I personally am taking the number one. I'm going to take the number one, you know, prospect, the the guy that was supposed to be fighting the championship in this one. I think it's, you're done. I, I, I wouldn't bet against Ferguson. I'm taking, taking the, Ferguson in this one. The only thing that I can say to uh, kind of uh, reasonably go against your wager is that the significant strikes versus the defense ratio is it they're pretty even but 
you look at significant strikes, Ferguson's got 44%, which is low compared to uh, the highlight that's got 54%. So although he's landing or he's getting hit, ten, like, well, oh, I guess it's seven, seven more punches on average a minute than his opponent, he's going to land harder, more significant strikes way more often, and he lands more punches than his opponent at any given time. However, Ferguson has that way better defense at the 10% better. And he's got the six inches on him. That's the thing that's getting me. Like he may be able to punch him, but will he be able to reach him? Now, my, my only thought process is in grappling and I could be wrong. So if there's any UFC diehards out there, please correct me in the comments there. DM us and let me know. But I believe that you're better off grappling with a shorter length. And I think that defense is a lot better with shorter arms whenever you're talking about defense against grappling, which uh, Giette doesn't really want to grapple on the ground, but I think his defense is going to be better because he has shorter reach. Yeah, I think I think if this, if this one goes to the mat, it's going to be Ferguson all the way. Yep. No, you're 100 right. The only way Justin, yeah, the only way Justin makes it a fight is if he keeps it up top, keeps it high. Um, yep. So that's our predictions for the main card, and that's coming from two people who know nothing about the UFC. <laughs> so um, our knowledge is limited to video games in the past nine months of watching yeah so uh (laughs) but stay tuned because as more ufcs uh you know come out um more you know ufc 250 we're gonna be here we're gonna give you our predictions we're gonna give you our thoughts and we're gonna let you know what we're feeling um so but hey you know this is a good sign you know even though it's in front of an arena with no people sports are coming back and that's good for us I am excited for that. I'm excited, and um, and, I you know I can't wait because you know as sports come back, um, it's only going to be better. It's only going to be better. Yeah, and uh, I guess the last thing that I'm going to mention before we uh, end the episode is be on the lookout for the next episode. We're going to release it on May 15th, and we got an interview. Uh, we just did with uh, another musician. I know you guys have really enjoyed those. Uh, go check out his latest single, uh, Who's Counting? That's all I'm going to say on that topic. So there's your sneak peek under the next episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Catch you next time. Love you guys. <laughs>